0: It's Golden Gossip with your fabulous host, me, Frank Golden. We're talking about surrogacy, IVF, and making babies. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Golden Gossip. And I am joined by Erica Daybook. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Frank. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, Our topic today, we are going to discuss um, for intended parents who wish to pursue a second journey through surrogacy. And Erica has a bunch of fabulous questions um, because I've been through multiple journeys myself. So hopefully I can provide some insight. And I think there's some really good material here for everyone. I agree. (laughs) So let's first
1: discuss... um, when in, intended parents maybe want to start thinking about this or how they can come to the decision that they're ready to start thinking about a second journey?
0: So that's a really great question. And there are um, there's a few different factors. So the first factor, um, which is something that intended parents can't really change, um, is the requirements with the fertility clinic. So if they plan on using the same surrogate as they had during their first journey, Um, typically the reproductive endocrinologist will require that the surrogate be at least 12 months post-delivery so that her body has had time to recover. A lot of doctors actually think you should have even more time to recover. So 12 months is kind of the minimum. Um, If that ends up being the case, then we'll start re-onboarding that candidate, usually around the sixth or seven month marker, to collect all of her most recent records and then, um, you know, all of her, redo the psychological evaluation, all of that in preparation of, of an embryo transfer. Um so there those are kind of like the hardline requirements medically speaking. But then intended parents also have a few other things to consider. Um you know what is the age difference that they would like their children um to be. So, you know, some intended parents um right out right out of the gate, they try for twins because they want to exactly the same age and they figure Well, you know, how hard can it be if I never raised a singleton? How am I going to know that twins was harder? So I'll just raise both at the same time and get it out of the way. Okay. That's one train of thought. The other train of thought is go through one first. Make sure you can do the job, right? Make sure that you have what it takes to be a parent and that you could learn everything first. Yeah. You have like that experimental phase of parenting where it's like, okay, um, And then maybe wait a couple of years so that you have at least the first one out of diapers and then you have a helping hand for the newborn. So that's kind of um, in talking with many intended parents and just parents in general who have had multiple children. I've always been told that kind of like that three or four year age difference is good because then you do have one that's like about to start kindergarten who can be very helpful around the house. And then you've got, you know, a newborn or toddler and they can kind of help out with that. Um, so I also think that, um, so my parents
1: waited about five years and they loved it because my sister was literally a little helper. She, she was at the point where she remembers me being born. So that meant a lot to her. And she was instantly like this almost additional little mommy figure. She wanted to, unfortunately play house with me as the baby doll and didn't always work out but she <laughs> she loved it and it was a memory and we were still very very close but also in a surrogacy journey when your child and you can attest to this for sure going through a journey and with a very young child that you're still adjusting to is a lot to juggle and a job probably it, it is a relationship it and, is it's,
0: it's not like just having a child naturally you're going you're right. having to do it through surrogacy and this um in this instance and so a surrogacy journey has its own set of unique circumstances and stress factors especially if you aren't fortunate enough to be able to have the same surrogate on your journey and you right. have to be completely you know rematched with a whole new surrogate now you are bringing in a different emotional aspect because you have to learn this whole new person and build rapport with an entirely new person and her family and so that's really time consuming and it's really stressful and just mentally challenging. And then to your point, if you, if you have a full-time career and then you've already, you already have a child and it's just a lot, it's a lot for intended parents to go through.
1: Right. And so we're not saying like not to have a kid right away. That's totally on you. It's just something to consider because I think the excitement of a first journey is just so overwhelming. And then that added pressure of actually having another child, it's got it. And you can talk about that, that had to have changed, your second journey compared to your first journey, just having Sophia in the mix was probably a entirely totally different experience.
0: It, it really does. You know, we initially wanted a two-year age gap, so we tried a little sooner. And, you know, as those out there who have listened to other podcasts know, it didn't, didn't work the second journey. But now looking back at everything, I'm kind of glad that we have the four-year, almost five-year age gap because... Sophia is completely self-sufficient, and yes. she's just amazing. She starts kindergarten this fall, and she is just wow. such a great helper, and she'll follow Silas around the house because he's he's two now, so he's up and walking and going all over the place. Um, so he's two, and she'll be six in October, and so... Um, she's just phenomenal. She follows him around. If he starts doing something, maybe he shouldn't, like climbing on the back of the couch, <laughs> walking on the back of the couch, which is scary. She'll say, oh, no, Silas, get down. And she'll come find Adam or I. Um, she's just really, um, it's great. It's great having that age gap. So Right. And
1: um, I've met Sophia many times, and I know how much she appreciates being a big sister. So she's getting this, like, really great experience of watching her little brother grow is always cool I'm a little sister so I missed out on that
0: <laughs> and I think similar to your situation she um you know I think she'll remember oh yeah when we brought him home from the hospital that day because she was already three and a half so she'll mm-hmm. she's gonna have those memories um so I th- you know that's amazing we're really excited for Almost her definitely
1: after this advice intended parents still feel like hey you know what I I do want that one and a half two-year age difference which again is totally fine when should they start thinking about this? Should they start their second journey while they're still completing their first journey? So if they're not using the same surrogate, or even if they are, when should they really start thinking about this they want another child immediately?
0: That's a great question. So if you are in the midst of your first journey and your your surrogate is already in her third trimester, so she's you know, she's very close to to giving birth. Um, and you know that you know currently it can take anywhere from nine to 12 months to find the right surrogate um, especially if you're not going to be able to utilize your your same surrogate for your next journey. Um, you may want to start that that second journey sometime in that third trimester to start the, the search if, if that's sure. your plan to have an immediate journey following um, or, you know, obviously have a very frank discussion with your current surrogate about, you know, in 12 months post delivery after she's recovered, if the delivery goes well and, you know, where she kind of, you know, what she thinking about, maybe a second journey and be open minded because after delivery, things can change for her. She may change her mind. So I wouldn't, right. you know, bank everything on that, but have that open and honest dialogue. So it's really important for for you as an intended parent and as a couple to to have that discussion with your significant other, and then, you know, bring the the surrogacy agency in to the conversation to find out about um, potential surrogate match times. Again, if you can't utilize your same surrogate, um, talk to your reproductive endocrinologist to find out what their kind of restrictions and limitations are in terms of when they would want you to to start another journey. Because some REs want you to have at least a year they want they do want you to go home with with your first baby and have that period of of you know raising your first so some some clinics impose limitations too so i would say bring everyone into the mix have that open and honest dialogue and then take a partner with your agency and come up with a really good timeline that fits now no not only your your expectations and goals but those of of the medical professionals too what they're what they're telling you definitely and i think
1: also if a set of intended parents don't have embryos left, but they want to go through a second journey, then mm-hmm. move on that just as fast. You know, either um, I know Frank and Adam used the same egg donor, and she was um, courteous enough to reach out and let you know that she's ready to start the second half of her family. And if you wanted eggs, you should come get (laughs) them. They're up for for grabs.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was, um, she was amazing. So, you know, as a lot of people know, we didn't have a bunch of surplus embryos at the end of our first journey. And then the two that we had left didn't work out and we kind of looped her in and you're right. She was courteous and generous enough to reach out and say, you know, I'm beginning my second journey, you know, so to speak to, to become a parent the second time because she or she had already had a daughter. Um, and this is what my husband and I are thinking. So if you would like me to undergo a second retrieval, now would be the time. And Adam and I, we weren't really even thinking about it at the time. We were just kind of on a hiatus, just kind of, you know, letting things settle down. And then she reached out and we were like, okay, great. Let's let's get the ball rolling. So you're right. If if it, you're a couple out there who have gone through your first journey and maybe you don't have any embryos left or you've got a very small supply of embryos left and you're considering you know, a second egg retrieval, more embryos, then that adds an additional factor of time in your timeline. Right. So you need to to then step back and then reevaluate that situation as well. So you have to take that into consideration if if that ends up being your circumstance too. Exactly. So
1: let's talk a little bit about um, expectations. Intended parents, we we know they have. Overall, in general, have great experiences with surrogacy. They have a healthy baby, and it's it's wonderful. Um, bringing those same expectations into a second journey, though, it's kind of challenging because every pregnancy is different, every surrogates different. Um, if you choose to go with a different agency, it's going to be a different experience. So maybe you want to talk about your personal experience with the different expectations going you I mean you've been through I want to say like two and a half journeys really you know unfortunately your second journey wasn't successful and then you were able to go on a third journey and now you've Silas so I would imagine every single one was different than the last and maybe you can just go
0: through that it is and this is a really great topic because uh, we often receive inquiries from intended parents who are returning to us Mm -hmm. because they would like to embark on a second journey or intended parents coming to us from a completely different agency. And one of the things I always let everyone know during the consultation, the initial consultation, is that it's great to know all the steps of the surrogacy process. That's great. You have it under your belt. You know that we do, you know, the onboarding, the matching, the screening, the legal, the train. like, you know, all everything, big stuff. all the big stuff, you know them, but you really have to take everything that you knew about your previous surrogate. If, if you are, someone who needed to be rematched with a new surrogate, you really have to wipe the slate clean. Because oftentimes intended parents will, you know, rejoin the process for their second journey and they are holding that second surrogate to the same expectations as the first one. Or I should say, the expectations are great because we want really great surrogates, but you can't compare apples to apples because, to your point, everyone is different. Different personalities, different backgrounds, different home life, So you really kind of have to, you know, in your mind, wipe the slate clean and say, okay, this is a completely different person. I can't compare them to surrogate A because this is surrogate B and she's completely different as an individual and as a family person and as a mother. So it's like meeting someone new and, and starting a new long term relationship comparing them
1: to your old partner is just tragic. It's a great way to cause a bad relationship. Yes, you're with the new person for uh, whatever reason it is. It's what's meant to be at the time, and it's the same thing with a surrogate. It's a new relationship. They're gonna be just as qualified, but like you said, just
0: different people. You yeah. know. And what we what we also come across as intended parents that um, they'll ask, well, can our previous surrogate have a conversation with our new surrogate? Wow, just to kind of like fill That's her in and maybe educate her a little bit about, you know, who we are as a couple. And then they also appreciate the perspective of sure. their previous surrogate on this new candidate. They just like to kind of pick her brain and find out, you know, what do you think kind of a thing. And I'm really indifferent. I don't say, oh, that's a bad idea or that's a great idea. I think it if you had that much faith and confidence and you built that's up awesome. such a great relationship with your first surrogate that you would go to her for advice on your second match, that's great. But to your point previously, you really do have to know and have the expectation that it's a completely different person you're not going to find an identical twin of, of your previous surrogate and so you have to know that going into it exactly um,
1: and that the pregnancy might be different you know not that you should expect complications but if the first one went great and the second one isn't as smooth that's just the way
0: it works sometimes that's a great point as well Um every pregnancy is different um, you know your first journey, maybe nothing went wrong, which is great. We want awesome. that to be the, the scenario, but maybe on your second journey, the surrogate was, you know, maybe she had a more intense, uh, you know, pregnancy sickness in the beginning, right. or she was just more lethargic and tired and she just reacted right. to the medication differently or whatever, you know, things like that can happen. It's not, you know, you shouldn't take it personally. You shouldn't, you know, think that, oh, your, your second journey is going horribly wrong because right. everything wasn't perfect to a T like the first one. It's just, A surrogacy journey is unpredictable, but a pregnancy in and of itself is just can be completely different from even person to person. Or or even, you know, we talk with surrogates who experience surrogates who have had two or three of their own children and then they're on their second journey and they're like, wow, this pregnancy is completely different from anything I've experienced. So even with the same person, a pregnancy can vary greatly. Totally. completely so that's important for attended parents to know that things are just different journey
1: to journey and also to keep in mind like financially um what's the range you give intended parents how much let's do a recap i'm
0: so intended fresher. parents going through um, their first journey, right? Like creating embryos from scratch, you know, the egg retrieval part, the IVF, the legal, the right. surrogate, everything. Now we're estimating is on average anywhere from one hundred and forty dollars to 150000 Got it. Just because of all of the increased base compensations totally. with surrogates. The clinical fees are going up. Just that's basically what the we're seeing. The industry is changing. Oh, totally. Um, if you already have embryos created on ice, ready to go. You're not repaying all of those clinical medical yep. fees. So then intended parents usually spend about 100000 Okay. because you still have surrogate base compensation. You're funding your escrow of with course. an additional buffer, your agency fee again. Um, you still have to write legal contracts. So there's still a lot of money that goes into it, but it, again, it's not the full fee all over again. So it would be, it's like an assumption that your second
1: journey may cost less, but again, going in with the expectation, you might be disappointed. You might come across issues uh, higher travel expenses, whatever may vary from your first journey to your second journey, that it may end up being the same. Maybe the second journey costs a little bit more. I mean, don't go in there assuming it's going to be less because half the job has been done. You
0: know, that is a really great point. And so one, be financially prepared. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Be, be prepared <laughs> and also know that if you had first journey, um, first embryo transfer success during your first journey that's great. That's what we want to see. But that's not always the case. So then on your second journey, if the embryo transfer isn't a success the first time and you have to do a subsequent transfer, to your point, that causes an increase in costs. Your surrogate has to travel to the clinic again if there's lost wages, the medication fees. So things can add up. So don't always think that just because it worked perfectly well the first time, it's going to work that way the second time. That that isn't always the case. We we hope it is, knock on wood, right. but but you have to be cognizant of the fact and and have a very realistic expectation for your second journey.
1: Right. Just be like financially ready to put in just as much money, if not more. So correct. We don't want anyone to come into a journey and worry about, you know, their financial situation. We want them to worry about having a healthy baby and enjoying the process. So this has all been super informative. Let's go into how Golden Surrogacy how we handle a second journey, and um, have we had intended parents join us for a second journey, or thinking about second journeys, and kind of how does Golden approach a second journey with an intended parent?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So when we um, you know founded the agency initially, I was thinking you know repeat business would be. You know, very minimal because people would go through the process, have their baby and be done. And it's really expensive anyway. What we're finding, though, is like 20 to 30 percent of our clients now are coming back because and I think, you know, a large portion of that has to do with the fact that. Single embryo transfers are the gold standard now because we want sure. to minimize the risk of all the complications that can occur with a twin gestation, and it's just the best way to go. Especially if you're utilizing genetically tested embryos, why you know put your surrogate through that and and potentially have catastrophic outcomes for your baby, right? Or babies. So single embryo transfers definitely on the rise, and so everyone starts their journey knowing that that are going to you know, hopefully have one healthy baby, and then they already start thinking about journey number two. Sure. So we're seeing a lot of um, intended parents come back to start their second journeys, and that's really exciting. Um, if they're able to use the same surrogate, um, we'll go ahead and provide... A discount off of our uh, agency fee, so sure. we usually take a look at what it costs us to recruit a surrogate, and we'll deduct that from the fee. I don't want to give any numbers on this podcast right now because the fee may be different when you are listening to the podcast than from when it is right now. Exactly. So, but definitely inquire if you're a second time intended parent and you're utilizing your same surrogate. Um, there is a discount available for you because we don't have to go out and find her. We've already found That's her a the first huge time. Part, and I we yeah. know from experience
1: finding qualified um, you know candidates to be surrogates is a challenge so that's good to know. So it is. There's a slight discount for yeah. that. Yep there certainly awesome. is
0: and we welcome you back to our agency and then what you can expect is the same great service that you had on your first journey. Um, you know we, we don't look at you as oh you know we've got this in the bag you've already been through us before right. and we just kind of put you on the back burner. Not the case. We treat everyone The same with great service. You're going to have a great experience even on your second journey because we know that we get the honor of helping you complete your family. Not only did we have the honor of helping you start your family, but now we get to help you. It comes full circle. We get to help you complete your family. So it's an honor and a privilege to be able to manage those journeys again. Um, We welcome you back to our agency if you had a great experience, which we know you did (laughs) because (laughs) I'm in charge. Um, So that's really kind of how we handle it. We still go through, um, we would request all of the medical records from um, your Saturday gets most recent delivery with your journey. We still have to go through all of that. That same vetting process, make sure nothing has changed in her health history. She since has the to deli- be
1: approved again
0: at the IVF clinics. I mean, it is another process. Ex- exactly. It's not a automatic for sure thing. We right. still want to make sure that she is medically sound and a- able to move forward. Um, because again, we want you to have the best possible chance for success. And we're looking out for her health too. You know, is this a candidate that should be pregnant again and go through an entirely, you know, second delivery for, for you? Because- She's already had her own children right. and one for you already, and now this is yet, again, another delivery. So we just want to make sure that everyone is healthy and able to go through right. the process and be the most successful as possible.
1: And there have been surrogates, I know, in my experience here, that have really wanted to go through another journey with our agency. But unfortunately, just they've had one too many pregnancies, which I believe would be over four Correct. Or the age, her age, you know, has increased and now it's outside of our our, quali- our requirements. So that does happen, unfortunately, but it does. And we thank know. them for wanting yeah, to come back. That's, we, it's always sad letting them down.
0: It, it is. Um, but again, we, you know, we want to do what's right by all parties. So, um, yep, that's kind of how Golden, you know, handles it. You know, we welcome you, still you back. still walk them through everything as if they don't know.
1: Yep. You just, again, treat them like somebody who hasn't been through a journey, which is really reassuring i'm sure maybe even a little annoying because like i know this frank but you're like well i'm just gonna tell you again because
0: it's (laughs) funny you should mention that because we have second time um sarah gets through our program all the time and we still do like the the preparatory match call uh leading up to a match or what to expect going into the clinic and they're like you know i don't need to do that i i've done it before i know you know they're kind of like you know got their shoulders up like i know what i'm doing i got this and we're like we know, but still, it's our job. We just want to make sure that you're supported and you have all of the most recent, rele- you know, relevant facts for for this journey. And so, that's kind of funny, but um, our professional—they're like our professional surrogates. They know what's going on, you right? Know, but, exactly. But we still do everything to make them feel supported and educated. So I guess
1: Golden just provides that extra support no matter what. So just if you sign with us, deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So any extra advice, Frank, for, you know, being not only an agency owner? I mean, you have tons, tons of, literally tons of experience on this topic. I mean, you're an agency owner that's helping people through their second journey. you have helping surrogates through their second journeys. And then you've been through multiple journeys on your own, resulting in two beautiful children. Silas just turned two mm-hmm. in uh, July. So that's pretty cool. Um, so any additional advice or uh, suggestions for managing your emotions or, just any, let's just pick your brain for me. Yeah,
0: I mean, I would just say overall, approach um, your second journey with a very, um, you know, obviously be optimistic and be excited. You're you're starting a second journey. You're you're completing your family, um, but just be realistic about your own expectations mm-hmm. internally. Know that. Um, you may or may not have the same surrogate. It might be different um, emotionally, a completely different personality to to manage and you know become accustomed to. The geographics may change. On your first journey, you might have had someone local. and then in, on your second journey, you might have someone a couple states away. So those things can also change. So just approach things with you know a, a cautiously optimistic approach, I guess you could say, um and know that factors you know may or may not have changed. And and have that, you know, just be cognizant of all of those facts. And I think as long as you go into your second journey, knowing all of the different variables and things that that could very well have changed. I think you're not approaching it in such a way that you're setting yourself up for failure internally right. and mentally. So um, and if you need advice, that's what I'm here for. Even if you're not a client of mine, but you're out there and you've heard this podcast. Give me a call. You're right, Erica. I've been through you know a lot of different stuff with surrogacy, you know, for my own journeys and so I've, I've got that insight if you need advice how to approach a situation um, you've had some really challenging I mean challenging yeah. journeys uh, failed transfers
1: you had a very hard time conceiving uh, Silas and I, I think that the failures in life or the challenges in life is what teaches you the most so you really get what it's like to be the father of two children so at the end it was great so you can always appreciate that joy that intended parents feel but also the struggles that might you might go through or the excitement of going through a second journey. I mean, I think that's awesome. I value the insight just because of literally all the things that you've been through throughout your journeys. You know, there's other podcasts about that. Um, Feel free to listen. But Frank is always very candid about sharing his personal experience um, about, again, all the topics we discussed. Um,
0: And I'm thankful for it. You know, in the... In the moment, I definitely wasn't thankful for it. Oh my but gosh. now, you know, as an agency owner, I have all of that perspective, and exactly. I'm exactly, and that's why I'm thankful for it. Because when someone comes to me who says they've been through years of struggle, and you know, I get it. I understand how sad it can be for a person. Yeah. So you can actually um, say, "I understand." I and understand. And mean it, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is valuable. Um, but yeah, you know, on a positive note, just. Um, approach your second journey again like i said with with uh you know positive vibes be cautiously optimistic know what what can um change for your second journey and just have those expectations um to be more realistic i guess you could say um but when you're ready we are here for you even if you weren't an intended parent um, on your first journey through Golden surrogacy, if you didn't have a great experience with your last journey um, at whatever agency you were at or, you know, a lot of intended parents, they managed their own first journey and they were it was really hectic for them. We've got intended parents that were like, you know, it all ended well. We ended up with a baby, but it was just way too stressful for the oh, second sure. journey. We want you to manage it for us. Come to Golden. We will take care of you. We will be more than happy to help you complete your family. We're here for you. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for that insight, Frank. I hope that everyone got something awesome from this and you're ready to start your second journey. Congratulations. That's a huge step.
0: Absolutely. Um, so thank you everyone out there for listening. Um, again, if you share our content online, please use the hashtag Golden Gossip um, or you can follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Golden except Instagram. It's- golden underscore Underscore. serious there you go yep thank you everyone and until next time Bye. bye thank you everyone for tuning in to this podcast segment of golden gossip this is frank golden reminding you that everyone deserves a family